0: 一つの想い貫く難しさの中で僕は顔に抜いて見せたいのさ Listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast, my name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today's episode is Anime Off the Beaten Path or underrated anime. What'd be the term? It's not that they, they're seen as bad, it's just that they're not seen enough. Anime yeah. off the beaten path seemed to be the easiest, but there's gotta be something that's catchier for the YouTube algorithms. <laughs> These needed more attention. Oh, oh, anime you probably haven't seen. Or no, you have to say it, like, definite, definitely, like, uh, anime you've never seen. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then that people go, oh, my gosh, what I haven't seen? Tell me what I haven't seen. And they get all angry, and they get on there, and they go, well, I've seen all these. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, no, we've, we've we've quite often had the question of, how would it be phrased? It's the idea of, like, I've I've seen a lot of stuff, but can you give me some stuff that's not normally seen? Like, the... The anime titles that aren't the usual suspects, you know, most people will say, go watch Gurren Lagann, go watch Kill a Kill, go watch, uh, insert really super popular title. When, you know, somebody is not new to anime, but they're like, you know, they've seen quite a bit. They've gone through all the lists to see what they may have missed that they need to get caught up on because they're just, they're in that phase. You know, that that first phase where you first go, give me a really good title. They give you like the best of the best. And then they watch that and they go, okay, cool. Now give me a whole bunch of lists. And they get all those lists. And then they get that after point where they're like, okay, what else? And then everybody keeps saying the same things. This is kind of that list. These are the titles that we've seen something special in it. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily like perfect shows. They're not the shows that we'd probably put on our top 10 favorite of all time. But they're shows that we think have some worth to it some way that you might be able to find interesting. Like, I have a really good example is 18IF. I have 18IF in this list. And most people are like, that was a garbage show. (laughs) But what it was doing was very creative. And for somebody that wants, when we describe that particular show, they might find that value in it that I technically did when I was watching it. There was a value to it that I jumped to. It's kind of like the space dandy aspect where it's technically a show about multiple creators putting their ideas into each episode and that from a creative and artistic value might be interesting for some people. Like we were noting the other day that the director of Super Cub, which we're really enjoying right now, the director of Super Cub did the, I think it was the third episode. It was the, the childhood friend episode of 1890F. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Cause that was like probably the best episode of that series. It was very interesting to see that in Something that was a multi-director thing where these directors got a chance to do something very creative in each particular episode. So, like I said, that's the aspect. Overall, is it a great show story? That's debatable. (laughs) But there is a value there. And it's a show that doesn't really have much attention to it.
1: I can see Super Cub is one of those that – it's a perfect example of a show that will – kind of go off to the side nobody will ever bring it up in a top tier list Mm -hmm. because of the because it's a when it comes down to it it's i hate i hate this term because everybody uses it it's it's a um an advertisement for super cubs and i've i've never i've never cared for that because some of the best uh stories
0: are in those um i here here, hey hey can i tell you something every anime is an advertisement
1: <laughs> <This> <laughs> every is anime is an advertisement um we what we, we had one a while ago was it Nissan uh the three star one where they were they were the wish magical girls it was it was a cute show and and it it immediately I know for a fact it went to the the annals of history as the, did you ever watch that one anime and and you're like I've never heard of this, and probably nobody. But do you remember which one that was? I'm not following what you're Where about. Where the magical girls, they had the, um, when they used their magic powers, it would do the engine start in the background. Oh,
0: yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Um, wasn't it a Laplace thing?
1: Laplace, sounds right. It, it, I know it had to do with the three stars for the, for the emblem of their logo.
0: But yeah, I remember that particular one you're talking about.
1: But yeah, it's it, it's one of those that that while it was cute and it did what it was trying to do, it is technically a advertisement for that company. So it's one of those that will go to the junk bin of the anime industry.
0: Yeah, it's definitely one that's not gonna not gonna keep much attention to people. Was it? It wasn't Mitsubishi. It was Subaru because the girl was named Subaru, wasn't she? Um, uh, wish upon plate is there. You go. That one you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the engine magical Grounds. <laughs> yeah, that probably didn't do too well. I'm, I'm just going to assume that that probably didn't do too well. <laughs> now, and that's the thing. It's like when I initially made this list because it was again a, a common question that we get is the you know the the anime they're off the beaten path. We're we're all about no anime getting left behind. That's why we watch you know way too much shows every season, even though there's way too many shows. Because we want to find those shows that people will end up missing, because there's there's like a, a list of like three to five titles that will be the most popular each season, and everything else just kind of gets left. Like everybody, of course, people have limited time. Yeah, I only got sixteen thousand members on Miami list. That's really low. Which punter plate is? But there's a there's a lot of these titles that will just. It's only for the fans that. Yes, have a lot of time to watch all the shows or they're just diehards and they want to watch everything. Most people that have normal lives, <laughs> you know, they can only stand watching a few episodes. They have kids or they have a job, they have other hobbies really as a big thing, as they have other hobbies that take their time. me um, the example I when I was uh had my other job and then I was gaming at the time, Chris was watching a lot of shows, but I didn't have much time to watch shows because I was I was playing games on the side because that was my other hobby. So I had to get rid of that hobby in order to really kind of focus on anime. But it was, it was kind of a thing of making sure that all those titles get attention. And so when I made the list, I'm like, okay, I'm just thinking of shows that I thought were really great that I think didn't get much attention because I didn't see my social groups really talking about it. Or I didn't see a lot of the major podcasters and a lot of major YouTubers even talk about them. So I'm like, oh, that's... There's an example right there. Nobody's talking about Onihei, so obviously this is a show that is probably not getting enough attention. We're chiming out on it, but it's not getting that attention even still. So I was making the list based on that. And then the other day when I was looking through my anime list and I was trying to find, you know, shows each season, what came to my attention was really the members aspect of my anime list. Now, this isn't this isn't like a sign of exactly how many people watched a show because you have to take an consideration... They have to be somebody that wants to make an My account. They have to be somebody that keeps their account updated. So, this is a very much a fraction of who actually watches the show. But it's a good indicator when you see shows that are the most popular of that season being, you know, 1.5 million users. And then this other show down here that we really like only being maybe 100,000. It does kind of give you a sign that of all of these people, not even 10% of them may have watched this show, or only a fraction of the total amount even watched this show. So, like I said, it's a good indicator of the popularity, not necessarily being a, you know, end-all, be-all, obviously. Right. That's that's <laughs> difficult to really measure. You'd probably need to contact somebody at Crunchyroll to find out, you know, what their viewership was. And, then unfortunately, they don't really share that. So, yeah, when I – my next route was to go through all the sh- shows that I had put together – look at what they had for membership and then go, oh, wait, that was a lot more popular than I thought it was. I mean, some examples being that I kept was... Now, I don't think that it's enough. Like, March Comes in Like, March comes in like a Lion needed more attention, I think. It was listed as being about 500,000, whereas, like I said, most of the higher ones, you know, ins typically, are going to be 1, 1, point, or 1 million 1. 1.5 million. So it's still not enough, I think. Like, that should be up there. But the the weird thing that that noted for me with March comes like a lion and similar to Crowd gotcha crowds that I showed Chris is you'll notice that as the seasons go on there's a huge drop off. Like we're talking half drop off, right? And Even so that makes me wonder are they a member because they just added it to their watch list and they haven't watched it yet? Because you'd think that they would watch both of them if they watched the full first one because I'm talking with March comes like that's 24 25 episodes for a season. Right. So you'd think they'd watch the other episodes, the seasons, but they didn't. So that makes me think they're just on watch list. So I think the later, maybe the season two is probably a better example of what we actually have for viewership, which is with this case, just under three hundred thousand.
1: And the the other thing that I threw out is maybe because some of these are are huge gaps between, and, and Andrew pointed that mm-hmm. out as well. That I what I was saying is possibly I wonder if maybe that's from the turnover rate, which supposedly there's. I don't know where this number came from, but there's a, a number of the turnover rate for an anime for anime um, viewership is roughly around three years. So you, you get in you're hot for about a year and then you have a, a second year of c- cool down phase and then you start to slowly drop off in that third year. So maybe because a lot of these shows will end up being, there's a, two to three year gap between uh the first season and the second season
0: yeah i think godjamin crowds was two years march i think was like a year yeah about a year. i don't think it was that bad um unfortunately right now we're looking at like a three year <laughs> in the last season where is it at but it, it it does it does kind of egg the point though is like that that idea that you think that something is not as popular as it is but it ends up being popular but like i said i don't think that march comes like a lion had that viewership i think that was probably just a Maybe just adding to lists and that kind of stuff. Death Parade, I am surprised that that was up in the 1.3 million users. Um, I guess all the people <laughs> chiming on that one, they finally went and watched it. And uh, Chivalry Fell Night surprised me, too. Cause that, but that, again, was during that time where it was with Asterisk War. And there was this big fandom around bashing the two of them for being very similar. So I'd assume that a lot of people watched right, w- to see that similarity there. And then add it to their list, even though they probably didn't finish it. But... <laughs> So as <laughs> children did really well too that was about half a million so so yeah People like I said, listen
1: to us <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like i said i kind of went through the list again and kind of looked at that value took out the stuff that i think like okay never mind i was wrong that is more popular than i thought it was and then i went through and checked to see if there was anything missing based on uh membership values and so like i said it, it's it's Mostly based on my thought process on how popular things weren't based on my social surroundings, but it was also based on looking at some values from Miami list to see if it kinda of coincides with what I think. So I think I did pretty well though. Chris did bad. He's he put B stars on there. Everybody wouldn't shut up about B stars. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was the one of the ones that got like the the main cool kids crowd, the, yeah. the cool judges crowd that were like, I am sophisticated and I know what's better. And B stars was on Netflix, so I know it's a good look show. Up, look up House of Five <laughs> Leaves. Yeah,
1: seriously. Look up House of Five Leaves.
0: I bet Agert Suko did really well because that was also in the cool crowd. And is this it? I don't even know what you're yeah. looking for. Oh.
1: I remember 75? Talking. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, that's one of those cool cool kids club. I See, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I was really, I, I, it's been so long since I watched that. I know it was very, very unique as far as, um, how it looked. Um, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the story so long, so much as, because that, that one I would probably put as kind of a drama Yashike because it, it was very slow. Um, but it, it, it did have this kind of, uh, combat drama type feel to it. So yeah, mm mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's pretty much how this
0: list was put together and and so I guess the the, the kind of takeaway from this list is going to be really this. One again, these aren't gonna be perfect shows and we'll probably describe the the flaws that we've really seen in it, but really the value that it has in it. But it's an idea of kind of giving people the other stuff, the stuff that you just don't hear people talk about every day to you know go watch. So if you are starving for something that is outside the normal popular shows, this is a really cool way to get an idea of like, okay, that sounds really interesting. Let me go watch that. So, it's just a really easy, easy way to to kind of fill in that watch list, which we always enjoy doing to people. <laughs> in case your seasonal watch list is not enough, we got you covered. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we can. I guess we should start jump, jumping into it because pro- this might end up taking a long time to go through all this stuff. But I'll I'll see if I can get a list of all the shows put in another document so you guys can check it out. So. Yeah, kick things off with, they were 11. Now, this one's a really, really older one. This the one I've talked about here and there. But it essentially is a space travel, find the mole, who, or who's the mole type of concept where it there's more people in the ship than should be in the ship. <laughs> and so they have to figure out who that extra person is because they could possibly be a threat. And like I said, it, it is an older one, so some people might struggle with the aspect of it being older. But it was a show that, when I watched it quite a while back, I really did enjoy it. And this is one of those ones where 9,000 users, <laughs> not that many. But that is the case with a lot of really old shows, is you're just not going to really have either the... Well, a lot of people that were watching shows way back then didn't have accounts, and they maybe dropped away and never came back. and Or they came back and they just never added they were 11 to their Miami list because it's so old. But I did take the time to go through my anime list and find all these really old shows to add
1: to my list. But, I would um, I would lean more towards the um, the fact that it was from a time kind of before my anime list really took off because it seems I mean. like it seems like that's one of those um, favorites of people. Yeah, I think this was like way back in the nineties.
0: Oh no, eighty six. We're going further back. We're going way back. <laughs> this is the one that I found like at a blockbuster or something, and, and rented it, and really enjoyed it. So, yeah, like I said, very much old, but it's got a it's got a cool story. It is like I said, it's the mall story, but it did, it it some really cool aspects to it that I liked about it. So, but I won't spoil those. So there you go, cool stuff. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, eighteen if again, this is a essentially it's about a guy who's kind of trapped in this. He's trying to find all these different witches, and so he's traveling into all these... I think they were dream states. Mm -hmm. Every time he falls asleep, he goes into a dream state with one of these girls, and then he has to overcome them in order to kind of recruit them. And like I said, it really is... It's an artsy thing where, like I said, each director has an episode they can kind of work on. So you do see that kind of space dandy aspect to it, or Flip Flappers did the same thing, where you do get these different creative artists. And I thought it did... Yes, there's a lot of episodes that were kind of blah. <laughs> there's a lot of episodes that are very blah. But there's also really, really creative ideas thrown in there in the mix. And there was some cool concepts to the actual world itself that I did enjoy. So go into it with a, with a huge lump of grain of salt. But I think there is some value in there, um, even though, yes, it does have some very dark episodes, too. <laughs> very dark episodes. I think that's yep. why Chris dropped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So keep that in mind. But... Um, that yeah. was at the, that was, seems to be at the beginning of my, okay, I'm really kind of done with all the dark stuff <laughs> phase. At least watch episode three if you like Super Cub. <laughs> Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> uh, Ico Incarnation, or Ico Incarnation. This is the one that was a Netflix show, I think. Yes, it was a Netflix show. Um, and it kind of was a dropout side of its season. So I think that was probably contributor to it not having much of a... A viewership but surprisingly very low. And this is a show that yes it does have its flaws again, but I think overall I really did enjoy this series. I I'd, I'd have to go back and listen to my review. I've done a review on it, so if you guys just want to check out my review for it to get a full idea. It it, it had a cool concept to it. it An idea where the, they were experimenting somewhere and the experiments went wrong. So this entire containment zone was kind of created. This girl kind of keeps having these Visions of it within that containment zone, and eventually they have to go within this containment zone. And it has some cool kind of exoskeleton mecha uh, suits that some people use. This kind of concept of trying to drive, uh, you know, slowly but surely to this destination through this containment zone. And a lot of that kind of scientific, uh, sci fi, almost supernatural feel to a lot of this stuff was really cool. And I, I did like the visual style of it. It had some rough points, but overall, it was a was a good-looking show. Plus, it has girl in wheelchair that gets hit by a baseball, which is always fun. Why? Why? <laughs> y- you're cruel, man. It's Moe! It was a Moe shot. It wasn't bad. Okay. She was trying to catch the ball, but she failed miserably. <laughs> 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 She's just terrible reflexes. Anyways, uh, Engelmoy's record of Mongol invasion. We talked about this one quite a bit when it was wow. coming out. 48k. Wow. Yeah. it was. It was surprisingly low, and 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 that's kind of a surprise just because of the fact that I think that when it was coming out, a lot of people were excited just for – I think at the time a lot of people were expecting um, the Ghost of Shima coming out. And I thought that that would kind of create quite a bit of uh, interest in it, just the idea of Mongol invasions in Japan. But uh, apparently it didn't do (laughs) as well. But like I said, again, there was another one that I didn't really see much people talking about it. And I think it was a – again, this is – essentially them defending themselves against the mongol invasion it follows the main character who leads a, a group and it's a very bleak story unfortunately a story that technically isn't complete which is i think one of the bigger uh, downfalls of it but and it did struggle quite a bit with its animation but it had a lot of aspects there that i really did enjoy agree disagree
1: yeah i i, I as far as i i don't think i finished it did i I don't remember. It's been a long time. I thought um, you did because it had a cute
0: girl in it. No, you didn't. I don't think you did because I think I had to tell you about
1: something that had later happened later on. Yeah, I seem to remember dropping off, but that was uh, at the same time. It it's kind of brutal. So yeah. Um. I what I remember of it was fantastic. I great storytelling, awesome directing. Um. A lot of times it looked really good. I, apparently, I'm guessing it kind of dropped off later. Is that what you're saying? It had a lot of problems yes <laughs> so i mean but cuz it was like a
0: it's like a younger studio and there was a lot of stuff to animate so you're talking about full waging wars it's not going to be
1: yeah too I mean, well done what one of the coolest things that i i remember really liking about it was this uh strategic uh uh war uh that they were doing so where Basically, they're overwhelming odds. In a lot of these cases, they would have to work around situations to come out on top, because, like Andrew said, it's it's very overwhelming. Uh, you're you got an entire Mongol horde and just a bunch of villagers that are trying to fight back
0: and prisoners, yeah, and prisoners, these I mean, prisoners. Yeah, Nas was the one that did it, and they were they struggled a bit. So keep that in mind. Like I said, they're not all perfect. <laughs> But is it is a cool little kind of war story, and again, the Mongol invasion is kind of an interesting thing to a lot of people, especially with Ghost of Shima being very popular here recently. So you might want to check that out. Like is I said, it, the only the only downfall is that it just never really finished. Was it two seasons? No, one. Maybe I did finish that. So yeah, so, yeah. Engelmois, Record of Mongol Invasion. Armitage 3. You want to talk about that one, Chris? That one excites you. <laughs> 27,000 people? Again, I think it's is a, partly that's, because that's it's
1: a, pre- mm-hmm. Mal. That is one of the shows that uh, I was talking to Andrew uh, I want to say a week or so ago when we were talking about one of the questions that had came up of a show that kind of is not exactly um, uh, like your first anime or, or, or anything like that. This is my iconic, um, when I think back on my moment of this is I I'm totally on board with anime thing is towards the end of uh, Armitage. One of the really coolest scenes of there there's this grand battle that that's going on in Armitage and her uh, quote unquote friend <laughs> partner um, are battling against these uh, androids and uh, they're just this. Gorgeous uh, cinematic scene that's going on in that. And, and meanwhile, you have, uh, people that are, were they watching it on TV? Yeah, there was some shots on TV or I think it was kind of like a broadcasting because yeah. Yeah. And it, and it. It, it was just such a, I, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about this scene right now. It's, it's such a beautiful scene and it, it's, and it's not a, uh, because it is a brutal scene because they're, they're, it's an overwhelming odds type scene. And, um, but yeah, it's just such a iconic scene. I, it's burned into my my memory of, for all time. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And plus she's just freaking awesome. <laughs> On <You look laughs> the opening scene she like rides
0: a bike up into a bank robber.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's so awesome. Everybody's
0: <laughs> shooting and then she just rides <laughs> through with the uh, the motorcycle. I think that was that from that show. Uh, Be the Beginning. This one is kind of a surprise. This was one I thought that was got a little more tension than it did because it was kind of edgy. Uh, edgy boy, kind of uh, series. And of course, they did have a sequel here recently that's not complete yet, but it is something that Netflix is kind of continuing on a Netflix original series. But um, not that it's theirs, but <laughs> I know people get angry about how that wording. But no, it is one that I enjoyed the first season, especially on based on the fact that they had like this paralleling stories of a detective trying to figure out what's going on with this research facility. At the same time, this uh, other side where it gets very kind of supernaturally, uh, and these kind of two sides are kind of telling their story at the same time. The sequel kind of goes more into the superpower aspect of it, but the uh, the original was very kind of more, you know, cops, detectives working on figuring this out, and I really did like it. It has this kind of genius uh, detective aspect to it, but um, I think it was a really, really surprisingly good series that I think people should check out. Plus, the first season looked incredible. Uh, the second season, not so much, but the first season looked incredible. So, yeah, Break Blade. Did you ever watch Breakblade? I don't remember. It's like a very off the beaten trail uh, mecha show that most people don't really kind of acknowledge. But it was a, it's a series that essentially, if I remember correctly, this is uh, some of these we're gonna have to be really trying to trace our memory a bit on, but. Essentially, like warring nations aspect, one kind of finds this really cool technology buried, and then they bring out the technology, and it's the mechas, and then the mechas kind of turn the, the the weight of war. But the, I think the one thing that I, if I remember correctly, one of the interesting aspects of it was that they were they weren't like gun mechas; these were like you know sword and board mechas. So it was very kind of you know more Melee-related than just being, sh- you know, a bunch of mechas shooting at each other from a range. And, yeah, it was it was really solid. I, I ended up watching, I believe, the OVA version of it, which was, I think, shorter than the actual TV series of it. But uh, I was actually surprised how much I enjoyed it. It was one of those ones where I bought the series on Blu-ray, and then one day I was like, I want to watch a mecha show. And I started watching it and actually watched it all the way through. So if you're looking for kind of a more different take on the mecha, more kind of... Uh, medieval times. I, I guess Mecca definitely it's a, it's an option for you. BBK, BRNK. I seem to remember people were kind of huffy and puffy about this show back in the day. So I thought it got more attention than it really did. But I guess we were the only ones that were defending it and watching yeah, it.
1: That was one of those that that, that it, it at the time. And see, this is one of the reasons why we kind of at least I kind of stopped listening to. And this is probably why I I. End up not knowing which ones people are listening or watching anymore. I I kind of stopped um, listening to other podcasters. This is one of the reasons why is because I ended up overcompensating the show for because everybody else was bashing the show and I hated the fact that nobody was heaping any love on the show. And and while it is a great show, I really do love it. It's it's taking. I love the style of it. I loved the um I I I'm a kind of iffy on the uh on the CG aspect because it is a, a full CG show. Um but I loved the the um the artwork, the characters, the story was really kind of fun, and it, it's it's a very interesting take on the whole uh mecha genre. Uh super robot? Yeah, I would say super robot, but it's kinda like the
0: they each have, like, a a weapon, and that weapon can kind of, like, manifest in some, like, really cool... Like, this one girl gets, like, these big, huge fists, and then that can then turn into the big, huge mecha that they can ride around in, which I believe it was a combination one. Right. Where each one of them was a part to it. Mm-hmm. But um But, yeah, it, it does... It's, it is CGI, but I did really enjoy it because it did have a very cel-shaded look to it. It was done by Sans again, and Sans again has done, like, uh, some people here recently watched the new Bang Dreams it's that kind of style to it um, But I really did enjoy the style of it. I, th- I thought that they did a really good job With the cel-shaded uh, CGI look to it I didn't like the second season But I really liked the first season Like the character drama and everything Kind of mixed in with this battling Was really solid And uh really did enjoy it So and The second season was more The background of the mechas themselves Yeah, and why a lot they of were. big mecha battles And it just kind of lost the characters I think all the prison place and all that kind of thing. Anyways. <laughs> I'm wondering how that dropped off. Because this is at 67,000. And then the second season looks like 23,000. So, big drop off there. So, again, take it with a grain of salt, <laughs> the stats. Uh, let's see here. Colorful. This is a surprise. Did we both watch this together? Um, It was a kid that wakes that up we and we you kind of find out what happened with them and everything. It was a movie. Um, I think it was a pretty recent movie, oh, yeah, yeah. 2010. And we did a full review of this one as well. Um, this, but this is a big surprise because this is the one that I think I just picked up a Blu-ray on it. And then one day we ended up just watching it. And I don't want to say too much about it. Cause I'm a, I am i do not really remember how it tells the story. So I don't want to spoil anything. And it's movies are really easy to spoil, but essentially like, uh, just think young boy trying to figure out what happened to him and, and kind of discovering the the, the idea behind that But I, I think it was a really solid movie Um, Not too long Well actually two hours Oh my gosh it's longer than I thought it was <laughs> But uh, I really enjoyed it though it, it was very surprising So if you're looking for a really easy to consume movie Definitely check that one out I think it might have been Sentai Filmworks So they might have it on their website They usually don't have movies but maybe But yeah definitely There's another colorful so not, not that one The one with the boy on the front of it <laughs> Not the butt cheeks. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. another one that gets like, butt cheeks on it. Um Yeah. Anyways, Cross Ange. <laughs>
1: really I'm did. really,
0: I'm really surprised that this did didn't have that many members on it. I thought this would be one of those ones where, like, because of how much controversy was around the, especially the first episodes of it, I thought that there would be like a bigger amount of people that be checking it out, but. No, apparently, us laughing
1: about it as well did not change the the algorithm on it. I'm actually very surprised. I that 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 one is one that even to this day we we still plan on going back and watching that again. <laughs> but it is it, it's one of those shows that it, it was a fascinating show to watch because it. it you, you, you go through the entire show going back and forth between, man, this is really cool. And then, man, I, I I really, I'm not sure what to think of that. And then going back to, this is kind of a cool idea. And then going back and going, why did we do that? <laughs> so it, it, it's, a, it's a fascinating show. It really is.
0: It created us a joke where we couldn't figure out if we liked it or not. So we <laughs> ended up calling anything that we don't know what's going on with it. And if we like it or not, a cross but no, it is it is one of those ones where, it, for those who don't know, it's basically uh, anybody that's like a criminal gets sent to this facility out in the middle of nowhere. They're pretty much deemed as dead at that point. And at this facility on this remote island, they actually are at that point employed to fight essentially things that are trying to kill mankind. So they are they are the you know unspoken heroes that essentially have to save the world. And, of course, it's a bunch of criminals <laughs> on this island together. So it's a very nasty environment. Like... Yeah, the first episode's very rough to to sit through with what happens to her, but um it's just a weird show. Like you don't know if it's trying to be serious, edgy, uh dramatic, servicey, fan servicey. Yeah, this is the 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 famed um like the what was the it was a big joke about how this guy kept falling in her crotch and <laughs> he is a letky lecher yeah, by all the accounts. snake bite. Yeah, the snake bite. <laughs> It gets weird. Uh, the sister's a nut job. It, it's just, it's just very weird. Yeah, I do want to watch the Blu Ray because apparently uh, nipples nudity is, is is a thing in this show. So <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, it was it's just a weird show. And I, it, it I will say it, it's kind of hard to recommend for this because it's twenty five episodes. But this is probably like a super awesome like you know. Guys getting together, watch a show and laugh about it. I bet that would be a fun party show just to laugh at and drink <laughs> over. But um if that's your thing. But yeah, Cross Age, we don't know if we like it or not. So it might suck. <laughs> Dagashikashi, I'm super surprised. I mean, it did well, but not well enough. But yeah, Dagashikashi,
1: I thought that was pretty popular when it came out, but apparently not enough. I, I would be, I would be shocked. I, I mean, even what do you got? Three hundred, three sixty, yeah, three sixty k. That's eh, that's m- middle of the road. I it, that it, it was very. It seemed like everybody was chiming on that one because you know reasons of fan servicey weird junk, hot so. roll and candy, <laughs> <laughs> suggestive candy eating.
0: Yeah, very much a comedy around a candy shop out in the middle of nowhere and this girl trying to recruit this guy. And, yeah, just the, just the day-to-day goofiness of it, being out in the sticks and just a lot of information about Japanese candy. So if you like to – if you want to learn more about Japanese candies, it's kind of the odd things they sell. Again, having a lot of comedy surrounding that, cute little character moments. I really did like
1: The Childhood Friend a lot in that series, but um, – just absolute Salt. geeking out over the, everything involved in each type of candy. It's just geek out on it.
0: Yeah, and a lot of the attention was around the the main girl that was there. She apparently mm-hmm. had a huge fandom behind her. <laughs> Massive fandom. Uh, Dino Coil. I was super surprised on this one. Now, no, it's kind of like one of those things where I'm like, I'm super surprised that I'm like, well, that, I guess that technically makes sense. It, it is technically not too old. I think it's like 2010 or something like that. So it's not too old. But yeah, if, if you like like aspects of you know augmented reality, that kind of stuff, it's a really cool take on that stuff. Very kind of semi sci fi kid slice of life, having fun surrounding this augmented reality technology that's in this world. And I really did enjoy it. It, it got it gets weird at the end. <laughs> it gets a little weird at the end, but it was it was a really cool show. I did really enjoy it. it had a good style to it too. It's done by Madhouse, so it's a good studio. Um, 2007 that's a little bit further back than I thought it would be but I really did enjoy it Sintai Filmworks did another release of it here recently so it's easy to pick up but um, yeah if you don't follow a bunch of kids running around messing with augmented reality technology and then like I said get, getting a little weird towards the later parts it's a lot of fun I, I really did enjoy it so it's one that I really want to get Chris to watch at some point because uh, I think I'm he'll pretty, enjoy it I'm pretty sure I watched
1: through a good portion of it if I didn't watch through the whole thing
0: you got late if you get started eating you know, the weird stuff <laughs> Uh, and I like the they kind of, like, portrayed bugs in the system and stuff. It really kind of—because they all have, like, these glasses, and through the glasses you can see the augmented reality. It's—it it's, is basically the Google Glass that I want. Like, I cannot wait for us to get to this point where just a very thin lens on your face can show you this other world. Um, really cool take on that. So, cool stuff. Cool stuff. Uh, Price of Smiles. This is another one that I, I'm—I knew it did bad. <laughs> i knew it did bad because nobody was talking about it like literally nobody was talking about when it came out and i think it was in a season that was really a really heavy season if i remember correctly because it was one of those ones where i'm like i had to kind of push myself to be able to cover a lot of the shows in that season And that was one that was kind of off the side that i'm like eh, i'm gonna get this one yeah winter 2019 yeah that was a big season so yeah Yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all not too big but yeah it was a pretty big season but yeah, it was. Uh, it just got lost in the dust. With yeah, we had <laughs> Shield Hero. We had uh, Kaguya Summer Love is War. We had uh, Promised Neverland. Mob Psycho was, of course, blowing up the internet. Dorodo, which did incredibly well uh, com- when we thought that it was doing bad because it was on Amazon, um, that one did incredibly well. So a lot of really big hitters were in that season. So it doesn't surprise me too much that it got kind of left in the dust. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a, essentially it's two nations. It covers two different characters. One is a girl that is the princess of, a, of of this one nation. On the other side, you have a soldier who is working with the other nation. And just the kind of misinformation that the country is kind of spreading about what's happening to kind of hide what's really happening from the princess. And then eventually kind of the two sides coming together and fighting. And what was surprising is I thought it would be more about these two girls eventually meeting each other. But it really didn't really play off that too much. It was really just the kind of the, the insights and the two sides, and really the the princess, the growth that she sees, it was really surprising to me. Again, not the most incredible storytelling, not the most best pacing, but it was a solid show in the end. Very, it does kind of mix in a lot of Mecca as well. So if you're looking for Mecca, that's an option as well. But I, I really kind of what I it, I went into it kind of expecting the the two girls coming together and and trying to find peace. And what I ended up getting was, like, a significant amount of character growth in each individual character. So, yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, See, Time of Eve. This one surprises me so much. Like, Time of Eve. is like like an incredible OVA and movie. And apparently did not do... Well, again, according to user accounts on Miami list, not really high. We're looking at 150, 158,000. So... That lets us know at least if if we can tell people to go watch it, you must go watch it. Time of Eve is one of those ones where if I had space in my top ten, top five list, I'm gonna put it in there because it is a a really really cool take on the idea of what makes a human and what makes an AI. Um, essentially, is a cafe that people can go to in this world. If you are if you have an AI, the AI must have this kind of halo thing. I think it was a halo or something, some yeah, kind of something. indicator mm-hmm. on them. That lets people know that this is an AI. Because they look like humans, obviously. And at some point, this guy is trying to figure out what happens to his AI during the day. Um, and some at some point, he looks at the tracking and finds out it goes to this cafe off the street. And in this cafe, at the front door, it says... I think it was basically the rules. is like, you, can, you don't have to have your AI indicator on. And don't ask anybody about if they're a robot or if they're a human. So it's basically a restaurant where you don't know if somebody's an AI or not. And so it's kind of playing off the idea of like each episode or each story is kind of that question of, is the person that he's talking to an AI or a real person? And it did some really cool stuff with that stuff. And like I said, it is, it goes down as one of the best anime of all time. Best yeah, story.
1: It, it, it is. It, it was brilliantly done. It's because you sit there and you go, uh, sometimes you're sitting there going, this person is more human than the human is. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it, it really does. And then it, at the same time, it, it'll it throw something completely absurd in there, like a old, rusted-down, busted-up um, robot old comes model, in here. <laughs> the old model, and then it
0: makes you cry. You're like, why is the old model making me
1: cry? <laughs> and, and and this is something that I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we're, we're getting back on the whole cyborg thing because one of the things that uh, Armitage did – is the My whole? My th- gosh, he's talking about Armitage. I know. Armitage. I I completely forgot to bring this up. That the whole thing behind Armitage was that they were able to reproduce, and that that was a huge problem for the human population. So setting that aside, because I did I didn't didn't want to throw that out. This is one of the cool things about these cyborg shows. That when we bring these up, this is just like Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was talking about. Uh, the human soul and, 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 and moving it from a uh, human to a robot and all that stuff. And, and, and the implications in doing that, this one is, um, can, can, a should a robot have equal rights if it is like, like we were saying more human than a human is it, things like that stuff like that is really, really fascinating to actually stop and think about. And that's one of the cool th- when, when, a when a cyborg show kind of pulls that off. And makes you think about that, that's when it it's a sign of a really great show. Yeah, it it, it surprised me significantly. I, I think this
0: is one of those ones where they, they kind of brought it back, and I'm glad they kind of did, because it kind of put it back on my radar. Because at the time, I don't think I'd ever really heard anything about it. So, yeah, Flying Witch uh, surprised me as well. I mean, it did decently well, but not as well as it should. Flying Witch is like... The pinnacle of a Yashike slice of life. I, I think. Just a very relaxing show. Very fun to kind of sit down and watch the characters. Um essentially follows a witch who goes and stays with some um some distant relatives, like like cousins or something like that. And she's a witch, and so it kind of has this family kind of discovering the cool little magic she's tra- uh training and stuff like that. It is a world that has witches in it, it's just not like a an ever it it feels very kind of like it's a world that's very modern. And it's out in the sticks with this particular story, but they just kind of accept that witches are there. It's not that it's a big thing. It's just it's kind of just like casually, yeah, she knows magic. You know, it's it's very kind of funny in that regard, but it's very relaxed, very cool kind of little story. And like I said, very, very much so Yashike, very healing and relaxing type of show that I, I think is very, uh, really, like I said, a very surprising because I know that a lot of people were talking about it at the time. But again, it's one of those ones where I don't think it gets into the mainstream and that's where it doesn't get that huge the
1: huge eyeballs. So it's one of the downsides to the Ayashiki genre is it, it tends to be so low key that people just don't, don't go, uh oh, yeah, well, yeah, that was a good show, but it was kind of slow. And I, that a lot of people don't probably don't really think to the effect of that's the point. Is it supposed to be slow? And it, I, I, I would lean towards it. As much as I hate to bring it up, it's kind of like if if Harry Potter wasn't didn't have all the shenanigans and and, and yes, the shenanigans are kind of there, but they're not in the same realm where you get into battling with uh, a a big dark lord. You're just going down the street and and picking up uh, Mandrake root and and what's involved in all that. Yeah. Cover your. (laughs) So it's kind of like like that. It's if you take into consideration the magic is in the world and it's not necessarily that you're trying to save the world, what would it be like? This is that that world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: but yeah really, really, really solid series. And I, I think it's really a kind of an aspect of I think with a lot of the K shows, you know the Super Cubs, the Layback Camp, which another one was a really surprise with how much uh, Crunchyroll themselves were really chiming on Layback Camp, or at least Miles was. <laughs> is I think a lot of those shows, I just have that mental image of that that guy that just comes back, uh, comes home from work, and he sits down. He's he's sitting for, and he's like, "Man, I want to watch a new show. Let's see what the next Shield Hero episode is. I want to see some people getting bashed around. They just want to have some fun and watch, you know, action. They don't have that mentality of like sit down." Sit back, let's watch some Super Cub. Smile for a bit, chill. I I just think that there's a different mindset that people have when they turn on, you know, Crunchyroll is that they want to see crazy action, they want to see people, you know, stuff happening, or they want to laugh really loud with something like uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Uh, so, it's just this takes, yeah, like you said, it's just a different mindset when you get into it. Flip Flappers, again, this is another one that I think got a lot of like people trying to chime out, especially Crunchyroll, and I don't think did as well as I was kind of hoping it would, but yeah, Flip Flappers is a similar situation where it does have kind of that artistic creativity with each episode they're trying to do. I remember they had like a what was it the um was the the crazy car battling out in the desert series uh or movie? They did like a they did a playoff of that at some point. Which was was, was
1: really kind of weird, and they had like a really spooky episode too with the the school. It seems like it, it, it's been a while since we watched that. I, I I really there there's some fantastic art artsy stuff in that one, and it, it, it's it's one of those that I think we were we were bringing it up as well it, that that it, just the the crazy stuff that they were doing. It's Sakuga like crazy in that yeah. show. It, it is a gorgeous show. Like I said, they did, they did parodies of a lot of different kind of concepts and
0: worlds. But, um, yeah, very creative. Very much enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, overall, I think the story was a little bit of a letdown, if I remember correctly. I don't remember 100%, but it was, yeah, for just the ima- the amazing visuals and, and creative direction for a lot of stuff. It definitely was worth it. So
1: it seemed like it was a kind of a letdown ending, if I remember right. Uh, let's see. Gotcham Crowds. Here, again, this is... <laughs>
0: We've tried on this a lot, so it kind of feels like it it's hitting the dead horse at this point with it being on this list. but like I said, noting that it had like a really low hundred sixty six and then the second season was sixty five I was like, "Oh my gosh, really, yeah, but gotchaman crowds, gotchaman crowds insight absolutely uh legendary status like again, this is in the the time of Eve area where if I could fit it on my list, I'm going to." Uh, we absolutely love this series to death. It was just absolutely incredible as the kind of title. It, it's so funny cause it is technically based off that whole co- gotcha man aspect, but it's not. And I think that might be why a lot of people didn't get into I think it. So it was why I didn't initially get into it, but I, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was maybe the I think opening it was or something like that. I think really it was kind I, of intrigued us to check it out.
1: That might be too. I I, I remember I I, I I dragged you in there. Was it sure. Insight that we finally jumped into it? Because I think it was late. I want to say it was no. You was you out. came in and Insight. I came in uh, probably midway through the first. No, I didn't. I think no. You're right. We insight. were doing an OP. Uh, I think thing. it was the music. Yeah. Um. But it, at any rate, w- we had ended up uh, going in, through and watching the the whole first season. But yeah, it was it was because Gotchaman. We automatically assumed, okay, we we probably shouldn't watch yeah. this because we we don't want to jump into the middle of it. It wasn't that we were opposed to Gotchman because we we would have uh, the. It's it's kind of similar to Gridman where it's like SSSS Gridman.
0: When I went into that show, I had the same feeling of like I'm probably going to miss something. Like I'm going to miss references. I'm going to miss some kind of lore. But it didn't really feel like that with Gotchaman crowds. Right, it was like it. It felt like it just made sense. Yeah, you technically had where did this come from? But it's like it's okay because the story is about there and now it is about like the social uh, social media elements they have to it. The kind of weird voting system they were kind of putting Mm -hmm. to play all that stuff. A lot of the kind of creative stuff outside of the gotcha man part of it was actually really interesting and actually was what kind of pulled us in.
1: And not to mention the the character stories were absolutely fantastic. We we had um, just brilliant uh, kind of understanding in human psyche and all that stuff. It, it, it was a show that easily um, I wish wish a lot more people were, were were to actually look into. The only thing that I'm sad about is, and I don't and
0: I don't think they, they even corrected it with the streaming is i I ended up buying the the blu-rays of them and for some reason they didn't include this one episode that's in between the two seasons that's very very important so if you do end up going watching this you might have to go find that episode that goes between the two season because it's very very important i remember we went into the first episode of insight and it's like wait why is he like speaking to her like through her mind that's remember right that whole aspect mm-hmm. i was like what's going on? Why is he talking in her head (laughs) or something like that? It was like, and then we had to go find that one episode. It was like, okay, now it makes sense. Now I understand what's going on. And like I said, it was not included in the Blu-rays, which does really irritate me that I have like technically an unfinished setup there that I have to constantly like, like I have to put on like a, a, like a, like a SD card and stick it inside the Blu-ray box. So I never lose that episode. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, really good. Really. Again, love the series. And it needs more attention. Uh, the Godzilla movies. One through three. They're on Netflix. These are the Godzilla series that was done by Polygon Pictures specifically. Um, this is another one that just did not get 50,000. Come on, people. <laughs> now, I will say the third movie, kind of a letdown. But if you like, you know, Night of Zydonia, really cool mecha mixed in with Godzilla, uh, really solid animation with CGI. A really cool Godzilla that just does not seem to stop. Like, it's immovable, an unstoppable object. It's a really great series. And like I said, a very sci-fi space mecha take on the Godzilla franchise. Done by an incredible studio that knows how to do mechas in CGI. So, definitely recommend it. Did not get enough tension at all. Uh, Guguri Kokori-san. Sad. 158. That's there. actually higher than I would expect. Yeah, I, yeah actually, exactly <laughs> it is. <laughs> it was probably on a very weak season. Maybe I don't know.
1: Now I I I, I admit I I wish it got a lot Come more a than that. Son. It a is such a great show. It, it was so fun.
0: I will say, I think it drops off at the later parts. That's just me. But I seem to remember my take on it at the end was that it does drop off at the later parts. But it starts out so good. So, so good. Very much a comedy. Around this, like, really young uh, girl that just has nothing. And then she summons Kokori-san. If those don't know, it's, it's like this kind of uh, being that if you call for him, he'll come out. But she just, like, tortures the crap out of Kokori-san. <laughs> and just... Makes his life miserable, and it's so fantastic. It Has a really great supporting cast as well. Uh, we had Yanta in there with Joji Nak- Nakata with a uh, with one of the characters it was really fantastic. Just really really solid comedy. Um, which, like I said, I-, I think even if you don't take my words as like full with the later part dropping off, because I think if you enjoy the very beginning parts, you're gonna get to that point. If if it does drop off, you can just stop watching it. It's a comedy. It doesn't. You don't need to see the end of it. Um, but it was, it was really good. Definitely do suggest that one.
1: It's a lot of fun. I, I, I do really, uh, love the show. Um, I, 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 I'm actually surprised it's, it's a 7.57 on the score. It, it, I, I kind of think it, that's, that's about where it should be, if not a little bit higher, but Hey, only 150,000 people watching it. That's, it's pretty good. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Hagane Orchestra. This is a this is a
0: funny one, and it, it, it doesn't surprise me that it it did so. Like it has such a low user five thousand users, forty <laughs> four hundred. I'm sorry, forty four hundred with Hagane Orchestra. Now again, it doesn't surprise me because this is one that it is a short. It has a very much so a style that maybe people aren't interested in, um, but. The thing is is I, I think the other aspect that's gonna probably turn a lot of people away, even if they do go and look at it, is that it is pretty much a playoff of all gotcha games. Like this comedy is it is it's based off of a mobile mobile game, but it has its own world within it, and it is totally playing off of everything gotcha. So, you know, creating events, uh the gotcha aspects of these games, all that kind of stuff, it's 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 full on comedy for that. So if you've ever played a gotcha game that it's going to have funds in there it, it play it makes fun of fake grand order at one point um waifu characters all that stuff it was it's really really funny i was actually surprised by it. it is a short like i said four minutes so it's not much of an investment but if you
1: ever played any kind of gotcha games i think it's worth a check out yeah i did re- i did really enjoy it and now that you've you you started uh reminding me what it was yeah it, that one was hilarious yeah yeah Ah, uh, Genocidal Organ.
0: This is another one where I do acknowledge its flaws. Um, it was one that I wasn't even going to check out until I uh, essentially was getting into the first rounds of uh, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. And they had a, mu- a movie section at that time. <laughs> they were doing movies back then. And this is one that was on the list. So I'm like, I, I technically need to go watch this because um, I'm a good judge. <laughs> I need to go watch this so that I can say that this other thing is better than this, or this is better than something else. But, um, yeah. I will say, it is very flawed. It is not a perfect movie in any way, shape, or form. It has some great moments in it. This is part of the Project Ito uh, thing as well, for those that are are familiar with that. Um, Originally made by, um, what's his full name? Uh, Kakaku Ito, who unfortunately passed away. It's got – it's it's very it – feels very Metal Gear Solid, if you've ever seen anything on that. It's very kind of future techy. Um, it's got this element to it of the genocidal organ itself is a very interesting concept, the idea of being able to control people based on tones and stuff. And all that stuff was very interesting. And like I said, they had some really cool combat scenes in it here and there. It's just, yes, it does kind of fall a lot. But it's a solid movie if you're just looking for something to jump into – um, not that big of an investment. If you're looking for some solid action, it's got some in there as well. But um, yeah, just like I said, big grain of salt. It's not the perfect movie, but it just has a lot of really good in it that I think people can enjoy. More serious, more political, more military, all that kind of stuff. So keep that in mind. But yeah, it was it was a surprise in the end, even though it didn't turn out to be the best in the world. <laughs> Uh Hakume Tomikochi Chris 50,000 Come on, Mal. <laughs> That's what we're going to do every now and then, we're just going to say what the value was and then yell at Mal. Come on, Mal. 50,000 users.
1: I actually almost picked that one as well when when I was going through the the things. It, it is one of those that is you, at first glance you would probably go yeah, what is this? This is not even anime, and then kind of click off and move on to another show. But it is one of those Yashike slower slower um mood mood and it just it's such a just a a goofy world and these two little gnome type characters just living out their lives in it. That's all there is to the show. And it and it's just weird people uh people that they're involved with uh, one of one of the characters uh is is the quote-unquote boss and he's a weasel that that's that's this show and it's just a lot of fun just goofy uh hijinks involved in that and it's just very chill
0: you like the like the weird like necromancy character it was <laughs> very <laughs> very interesting Kendra suda is in there i forgot about that but no, yeah, it's it's basically like what what how do I describe it? It was kind of like a almost like children's bible-ish art style to it. It's very kind of chibi, scrunchy, but it's it's just a really incredible world, very visually pleasing, very laid back. There's some kind of high energy episodes, especially with the like the ho- was it, a hotel or something like that. That got crazy, <laughs> but Overall, it's like just kind of small people living in a gigantic world and just the day-to-days. And it was very kind of peaceful, very cute, very fun little environment. Um, love the two main characters. They were fantastic. They, they, Their chemistry was pretty much perfect. So, yeah. Definitely one that was... I grab, I, I was so glad I got a Blu-ray release because I grabbed it really quickly. <laughs> but um, definitely one that I would want to revisit in the future. It's just kind of a... A very unique and interesting take on anime that we don't normally see a lot of. So, Hanasaki Roha, come on, Miami list. I didn't. I didn't even want to put this in this list because it seems like I've talked too much about it. It should be really popular, but two hundred eighty thousand. I was so shocked at that, and it 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 it, it 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 pleases me in the idea that I'm glad that I've been barking about the series for so long because I know that I at least have been doing justice because it should have a bigger viewership. Um, this is easily one of the best PA Works titles out there. Out
1: of curiosity, look up Sh- uh, Shirabako.
0: It did not do well either. I'm really? super shocked by that one. I mean, it's not as much as I would want. I think it was like 300,000. I was going to put that in my list, but I forgot. 368,000 on Shirabako. Wow. it's it's It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, I almost wonder if my list is broken for PA Works titles. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Soccer Quest did terrible. Um, But no, Shirabako too. Shirbako and Hanasaka Roha are literally the one of the greatest anime of all time for me. Um they go in my top 10 list probably. I think both I I know Hanasaki Roha will be number, number number one all the time every day. So there that's enough for you. Sirabako would probably fit in my top 10. I'd have to go look at it again, but it's probably going to be up there. It is one of the greatest anime of all time. Uh yeah, Soccer Quest was 126. But I I didn't care much for Soccer Quest personally. What was
1: the what was the one with the siblings? The siblings, the siblings, and the one was going to be the king or something like that. Is it a PA Works title? I don't remember. Siblings. One's going to be the king. You, you, you were going nuts about it when it when it came out. Remember, they had the cameras that were on them all the time. And the one once uh, the main oh, character time
0: the line. That's on my list. One thirty nine. Really? What brings that up?
1: <laughs> I I
0: I don't know. It's <laughs> very they're, random.
1: They're, I'm thinking
0: PA Works or something. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, like I said, go back to the Hanasaki Roha. girl who basically, by her mother, gets sent to stay with her grandmother because she's a terrible mom, and the grandmother owns a big uh, Hot Springs, really kind of old-school Hot Springs hotel, and she basically, essentially it's about learning what to enjoy, or learning to do what you enjoy. And like I said before, it's it hit in a very personal point in my life and hit me very personally, and I have loved it ever since I went and got the fantastic release by in a in- nice in- america which is gigantic but i love it to death because i loved it so much but um yeah i cannot say enough go watch hanasaki roha please and then add it to your miami list so that we can stop talking about that <laughs> chris heavy objects you talk about this one this is an interesting one to put in the list i know <laughs> that's
1: going to be a shocker for some people i it, it that one is a a really weird one i i I do like it, but I can see why a lot of people would have a hard time with it. It's very, very talky. Um, but it's 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 like taking a Super Robot and going to the nth degree um, is the best way to probably explain it. Um, where Super Robot is basically where you take Gundam and then you, you know, level it up about five times where everything is... Uh, revolved around this one robot is as the super superpower of whatever well heavy object takes that and levels it up even more to uh this crazy amount where literally everything it revolves around these big old massive just beasts and they're they're not even they don't even look like robots anymore they're just big old Spherical objects that just blow everything up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and so you have these, these, uh, pilots that run them. And then what it does is it kind of takes it and it says, okay, now that it's gotten to this, this level, now the pawns are actually capable of beating it again because they can't really do anything about it anymore. Well, so it was it,
0: mainly the main character that was really kind of taking him down. Right. It was an arms race to make the most incredible mechas, but then they figured out – or he, as being an engineer, figured out that there is – there's, you know, holes in the system. And if you can find and exploit that, you could technically turn the tides of wars, where right currently it's just these big massive things that fight each other. One on each country has these big massive things. They don't
1: even have soldiers on the floor anymore, right? So th- nobody suspected this little dude running up the side of it and destroying the thing. And so, I, and that that's how it flips the entire thing on its head. And it and it's really kind of neat because of what he him being an engineer, he's uh, he basically kind of knows everything about it. And so it tends to do a lot of sp- uh, specs uh, constantly, yeah, and that's why right. I, that's why I was talking about it. Be, it tends to get very very wordy, and I. But it is still really interesting to see the kind of things that they're doing with the these uh, this newer way of combat, and it's it's interesting. It's a lot of fun. Um, the characters are goofy. You have your kind of fan servicing moments in there, and it is it's just a, a fun, solid, all around kind of war, uh, war show. High School Sad Girls.
0: You remember that one?
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: Any, this one is like absolute caveat. Like, I fully understand why this thing's 10,000 users. High School Seha Girls is literally a show that's only for like super old fans of Sega. Like, this literally is every episode is a playoff of something regarding the Genesis, the Sega Saturn, the Dreamcast, and all the other kind of odds, oddity consoles mixed in between there uh it is absolutely hilarious i love the virtual fighter segments Ko, <laughs> um it was it was fantastic like i said but you you gotta have the mindset of a sega fan back in the day because you're not gonna you might miss some of the reference if you don't um i don't know if it, there's gonna be still be some content there for if you don't so that's like i said a Big big caveat there, and I like I said, I fully kind of understand why it's got a lower years. And plus, it was like CGI, not really that great animation. It was just kind of a semi low budget comedy, but it had some great moments in there though. And it, it uses a lot of game footage and stuff like that to to play off of too.
1: Yeah, that, that, and that's why I kind of thought of the the one that you put up right after that is that they, they're so so niche of just gamers in general of. Why I could understand if it was kind of more lower, but it is technically in the the shows that are off to the side that not a lot of people would probably pick up on it because it's it it is one of the more nicher type shows.
0: Yeah, high school girl is the next one. yeah, similar now here here's the thing with with High school girl, I don't necessarily think that if you're not a gamer, You're not going to understand it because it is technically about a a very kind of old '90s type of romance blossoming, but it does spend quite a bit of time playing off of the nostalgia of the arcades back in the day. So, it being lost in that might be a damper for those that aren't you know didn't grow up with consoles and didn't grow up with arcades and didn't understand that that kind of aspect, but. It's an it's a fantastic, cute little romance story in the end, following around that arcade aspect. So, Yeah, absolutely true. adorable. Loved it. Yeah. If I could fit that in top ten, I definitely would. All right. We, we, we haven't touched this list at all, so I might have to start being more <laughs> very limited about what we talk about in each one of them, but... Yeah, um, Hinako Notes, the next one, this one basically follows a girl who has, like, social issues, and she decides to start a new life at this new school, and join the theater troupe, and all the characters that she kind of pulls into the troupe itself. And it's a very cute little, uh, cute girl's doing cute things, but surrounding this kind of concept of her kind of breaking out of her shell, and I thought it was pretty cute, so definitely suggest that one. It didn't get really anything at all. Hinamatsuri did well. But not well enough. That one deserves, again, to be, like, it is easily in the top greatest comedies of all time. But, uh, yeah, basically, almost Terminator 2-esque girl <laughs> gets transported into another timeline with this Yakuza guy. And so it's basically girl with magical powers and, or not more like sci-fi engineered powers. And then this Yakuza guy that has to, basically, is forced to take care of her. <laughs> Fun, yeah, yeah, he, super he, fun. And some really cute moments in it. Yeah, really
1: cute moments. Both of those are very fantastic. I think I put Hinamatsuri online. I I wasn't really sure about that one because I know that we were chiming on it really heavy. How did that one do? 375. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's, that's about middle of the road. That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Hidori bochi. Bochi desu. <laughs>
1: it's
0: too cute. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that one, that one is way too adorable. It, it, it's, it's, a, I, the Bochy Desk automatically comes to mind of, no, you have to remember me. My name is Bochi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I know who you are. <laughs> gets
0: a phone number, gets a message.
1: <laughs> Hi, Bochy Desk. <laughs> Did you forget
0: about me? <laughs> Basically a girl that has to, is forced to have to meet new friends um, from her childhood friend, giving her a challenge. And yeah, it's just way too cute. Way too cute. Land Illustrious, yes, yeah, still up there in the 329 area, but so still decent, but needs more attention. And this is a sucky one because it needs another sequel. It needs a sequel so bad. But they basically did this full CGI. They created the assets for it, which took an incredible amount of time in order to create the assets for it. It looks beautiful. It has a very cool concept to the world itself. Yes, again, it needs a sequel, but it was still incredible for
1: what it was. Yeah, that one was absolutely fantastic. That one was on my list as well of shows that I... And, and this is one of those things that the caveat that me and Andrew had put on this was not necessarily that it did bad, just that it it needs more attention. It really does. Idea for the next episode. We need to do a things that need sequels.
0: <laughs> That's going to be in it. Uh, when Supernatural Battles Became Commonplace, this one... It's again, another one that technically is a full-on pretty much source material bait, but it did some incredible stuff to it. This is the one that we always bring up when we talk about greatest moments of anime history, the The outrage that this one character has over the Chuni friend that she loves, um, like one of the most incredible seiyuu uh, voicing roles ever. Um, it has some cute concept to the idea of, you know, them just being in a club and them all having superpowers in a seemingly normal world, but, um, yeah, and I think this was one of those ones that was, uh, was this Shaft or somebody that did this one? A very, a very interesting one that was by a studio that you wouldn't think it would be done by. I think it was Shaft. Uh, no, Trigger. It was a Trigger show. Hmm. So yeah, really cool animation pieces in it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh one week friends did decently well, but not I don't think well enough um I hated the main character by the end of it, but I think it did had a really cool concept about a girl that every week forgets pretty much her friends or those around her she her memory kind of resets but um yeah it had a it had a cute cute idea behind it with them trying to meet this girl and her constantly forgetting people and trying to somehow figure out a way of breaking that that reset that she has.
1: Yeah, that one was very sweet. I, I, I did really love it.
0: Actually, I am. Again, another one that did... Okay, 200. <laughs> uh jitsu wa Watashi wa Vampire Test. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one was really hilarious. This is one of the ones that when we did the review of it, we were kind of being very careful about some of the jokes that we found really hilarious because it's like the shock value behind the joke itself is so funny that we were... Again, very careful about what we said about it, but really cute little comedy about this guy that somehow manages to run into like every single supernatural being that's actually hidden in his school. <laughs> the first one obviously being the vampire. Um, but yeah, that was really fun.
1: One of the great things about that, if if I remember right, when we were talking about it is it had this kind of almost throwback feel of the old harems and, and stuff like that. And it, it just it worked so well. The the I think that if if anything people would kind of be uh, turned off by would probably be its artwork style. Yep, I was as well. And and at that granted, if you look at the original artwork from the man- manga, it, it's actually kind of more updated than what that was. So, but yeah, it's other than that, I I absolutely loved it. It it just it worked in all kinds of ways for me. Yeah, as Chris mentioned earlier,
0: uh, Castletown Dandelion, this is, again, another one that's pretty much in my top favorite uh, anime, uh, specifically comedy as well, specifically. But, uh, yeah, essentially it's a, it's a family of people that all have some kind of ability to themselves, and they are part of a family that has the the king as the father, and they're trying to figure out who's going to be the candidate that would take over and the essentially the entire town gets to vote on it. So it's almost like a popularity contest between each of the, uh, the, the the kids and you you follow mainly one of the girls and well, it it gets in the other, the other siblings as well, but really cute, really love the characters, some really fun moments in it, some etchy moments as well, but really, really cute, really fun comedy that I just absolutely love. And I think I'm, (laughs) The only one that was shouting out from the top of the hills during that season. I know that some people didn't like it as much as me. So, again, comedy, subjective thing. Maria the Virgin Witch. This one hurts me. This one hurts me. 130. This one hurts me a lot. Oh, uh, This is one that I was drawn to based on the art style. I really love the main character's art design. And I was... At the time, I really didn't like some of the subject in it is, itself. It's, it's It's very kind of gritty... Old witch hunts type of stuff, but I, I fell in love with it. It was it was one of the ones that, again, this is, this is kind of a sign of how much I love something is when I go out and buy the manga <laughs> and I bought the manga and I, I love the manga as well. It had some differences in there, but uh, with, with the manga itself, but really, really incredible. And this is another one that, again, when the season was coming to an end, we were just barking about people go watch Marie the Virgin Witch. It is incredible. Nice little period piece. It is alternative history kind of thing, which includes witches, actually being witches, but really solid series. Definitely suggest it. Uh, just because did decent, but I think it was a, a pretty solid drama at the time. I got frustrated with the ending, for sure. <laughs> and people probably know why. But I think it was a solid kind of childhood romance drama type of show that you don't really see too often done really well. So, I suggest that one. Kagewane only got 29. Oh, yeah. Ouch. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> now, this is definitely working... It has two things working against it to get popular, and that's, one, it's a short, and two, it is barely animated. <laughs> this is one of those ones where it's very much reliant on kind of stills and kind of sliding stills, but it is easily, we mentioned before, um, as, you know, alternatives to, like, Higurashi for horror. This is probably one of the best horrors out there, surprisingly enough. It does tension so well. It is it is very much plays off the idea of what is around the corner a lot. And that suspense made it an incredible series. Now, season two sucked. <laughs> Did not like season two. It kind of turned into monster hunting. You know, let's find the monster and hunt it down. Whereas the first season was more about, you know, people just being involved with this stuff. And then the guy coming in afterwards to f- kind of figure it out. So yeah, definitely a suggestion for me. Not too much of an investment. Yeah,
1: yet. that this one, uh Kagewane and Yamishibai are are both the ones that I would say if you if you really are hunting for uh, kind of a horror, those are the two that you'd probably look to. Um Kagewane does it a little bit better than Yamishibai, but Yamishibai is more kind of folktale ish. Um, really kind of more keen in on the um the kind of quote-unquote uh, horror stories that are probably pasted all over um, the internet, I'm sure. And and that's how it kind of works. It, it's so much legenditos toast works. Yeah. They, so, I mean, take that for what it is. It, I, I'm sure uh, Yamishibai probably has about as many, but it, Yamishibai is actually kind of more the go-to for the horror stories.
0: Yeah, one of these days I just need to sit down and just watch all of (laughs) Yamishiba. There's a lot of it, and they're very short, like four minute long ones. Uh, That's eighty two thousand. So yeah, that one's way down there too. So again, yeah, another if you're again not incredible animation at all. Nope, very very poor animation, but it's got the stories and it's got the tension and it's got that that mindset in there. That's definitely incredible. But yeah, Junji they don't they don't they don't adapt works very well. I don't think, but. I've picked up a lot of his mangas, and I really do enjoy them. Um, Like, Gyo's was incredible as well. Just the manga itself, not not necessarily the movie. Uh, See, where was that? Sunday Without a God. 195. That actually did better than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's another one that technically needs a sequel, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I fell off on it later on, but I really did like the intro and the, the, the OP music's really incredible, but it has a great concept to it. I love the first, not the first story arc, the introduction, but the second one, the village of, of, of people, the, the dead people really, really great story that I really liked. But like I said, it kind of dropped off later on. I do want to go back to it.
1: Yeah. That's one of those that we really should go back and watch it again. It, it, It was the art style. The character art was just fantastic. The concept is fantastic. Yeah, this girl
0: is basically in a bloodline of people that are essentially the grave keepers. They, they have to bury the dead, otherwise the dead keep living on. And she's one of these people that is of, of this legion of people that will have the power that when they bury somebody, they actually pass on. So, really weird. <laughs> it's cool. Uh Kimonikusa. This one, of course, for those that don't know, and, and I, I guess I'll lump in the other one as well, which is uh, Kimono Friends. The original Kimono Friends was absolutely incredible because of the world the guy crafted from this. It, he Basically, the guy that created it or the, uh, directed it, uh, he was given full reign to create the story that he wanted to create. and He actually took this concept of just animal people in this goofy mobile game and made an actual interesting and immersive world out of it, which is kind of not well animated, but it was a really small team of like five people that animated it. Um, but it was really around like the voice acting and the the discovery of the characters that almost kind of playful, uh, innocent discovery that they actually have with the characters that end up drawing us into it, along with the mystery of the world. And then he went on to make Kimarakusa, and again managed to pull off that aspect of like, what is this world? What are they, where are they at? It's a very kind of mystery world that it's slowly trying to unravel. Now, Kimarakusa did fail in certain regards i think a lot of it has to do with pacing but again with even the bad animation it was a very interesting world that i wanted to kind of uncover
1: yeah i mean when it comes down to it it's it's one of those when you have somebody who is learning the ropes per se um you're gonna have those those downsides but giving giving credit where credit is due he did a lot for what he was trying to do
0: yeah uh, convenience store boyfriends, I this is the one that I watched. It was not an incredible story, but it was kind of a very solid little romance story of blossoming young love. Uh don't let the story, the title mislead you. It's not like it kind of gives off a vibe of like pretty boy kind of thing, but it was it was a pretty little solid little uh slice of life romance between these characters and them all kind of forming relationships that I thought was was definitely worth a watch. It doesn't Deserve seventy four users, seventy four thousand users. Children of Wales. Uh, this one hurts me too, and it's hard to suggest Children of Wales just because it is technically source material bait. Uh, it very much feels like that. If you get to like the last episode, and suddenly it goes, "Oh, by the way, this whole big world. I bet you want to see all this. See in the the source material." <laughs> but everything leading up to that was really incredible. This is another one that is I was sold on it because of the concept of the world and the nations and everything around that. Uh, it is very kind of brutal at some point, but I I really did like the concepts of what they were creating with that. And it's something I would really love a sequel of. It was on a Netflix thing. So I'm hoping that we'll eventually get a sequel. Netflix is known for not making sequels for like freaking forever. <laughs> As we see, be the beginning finally got a sequel and it's like half of it after like so many years. But I, I really did like that. I, I was very tempted to go and get the source material after watching that because I enjoyed it so much. But keep in mind, it is source material bait. Kurt and i this is the one that I've been trying been trying to get a moment to get Chris to watch it because I think he'll love it. Uh, but essentially, as the idea of it is behind uh, this family has a daughter and this guy is kind of assigned to protect her. And he's got like this weird thing about him where he can kind of like manifest this blade from his arm. And so it gets, it gets a little bit supernaturally, but not too heavy. But a lot of it really kind of surrounds the idea of him trying to protect this little girl that is kind of caught up in a situation that an innocent little girl shouldn't be caught up into. So um, really, like I said, I really do want to get Chris to go watch that one. That one only got 82,000. <laughs> uh, obviously, Makarono Danshi, we do need to get into that one. Makarono Danshi deserves more views pretty boy uh pillows (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know why i put this in the list i don't know if i put it in here as a joke i seem to remember we had a lot of fun watching that because it was just that absurd (laughs) but um it's a short uh it's it's absurd i I think this is probably another one that you just watch with your friends and laugh at it probably (laughs) uh mayu did a lot better than I actually expected it. That that got thirty eight three hundred eighty thousand.
1: Wow! Really? Yeah. I th- this is one of those that I, 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 I uh, We did a pause here for a minute, and I I told Andrew I wanted him to make sure that that was in there because this is one show that I I remember the first time I had heard about it. Um, the complaint on this show was. Well, the writer didn't even give them time to give them their own names. uh, The hero is literally called Yusha, which translates to hero. Um, The mage is named Mage, and the Demon Lord's name is Demon Lord. That is probably the weakest argument of why not to watch a show that I've ever heard. And it is absolutely a brilliant story. Very Spice and Wolf. So if you enjoyed Spice and
0: Wolf, you'll enjoy this one. It's very spicy. Move. The
1: the the demon lord. Um, it, it, it's it's the final battle. The the hero gets to the demon lord, and the demon lord says, "Hey, become my." They they play it off as a uh, pretty much marry me, and he freaks out about it. Um, but it's it's become mine, and then we will go and save the world together, and. She's the she. She ends up taking on this mantle of the Crimson Scholar, and she has all this knowledge of how to make the world a better place for everybody and stop the war between the humans and the demons forever. And it's it's really brilliant. It it, it goes right into kind of the. Um, it, it was actually in a way kind of way before its time, in because now you've got a lot of these. Uh, 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 isekais where they're kind of building the world. She, they were doing that way back then of this build the world. What what kind of mechanics? Like Andrew was saying, the Spice and, world, which spice far, and, world. Spice and Wolf, which was even far Spice and Wolf, which it was even farther bef- before its time, w- where it was kind of talking about economics and stuff like that, and and making it fun and interesting. This was build the world and fun, make fun. Uh, in in a way, it was also kind of um. Game of Thrones ish, where it was kind of uh, political intrigue behind the behind the scenes in a lot of cases. So, really, as if I, I thought it was a fantastic show. I still chiming on it. I want uh, a uh, a sequel to this so bad.
0: Yeah, this was one that I, I said I enjoyed it a lot. Again, mainly around the idea that it feels very Spice and Wolf, very Build the Nation. But at the same time, it's one that I did give a big negative on that last episode, being very like, Hey, here's all these characters! <laughs> See you in the source material! It does need it does need a sequel in that regard. But, yeah, Merc Story is our next one. This is the one that I, I keep thinking of, and I, kept, I keep forgetting the name of it every time we talk about it. The apathetic boy and the girl in the bottle. Um, this one is was, like, at the time of that season which was, what, 2018? Uh, wow, that far back. Um, fall 2018, this was one that I was like, I was chiming on to people like, this is one of those hidden gems. This is one of those ones where er- nobody will watch this show, and sure enough, it's it's only got 25,000 <laughs> users. But it was one that, like, it did so many interesting things. Yes, it kind of opens up with, you know, boy going on a journey with this girl in the bottle, and, and it looks very cutesy. But each of the story arcs that they had within it were really, really fascinating, and I really did enjoy them. Like, the bird arc was absolutely incredible. I was totally blown away with what the story they did there. So it's like, it's it's hard to recommend on the idea that the style isn't that interesting for a lot of people, and some of the stories might be lacking. But, like, the fairy story was incredible. The bird story was incredible. It did these really cool, fascinating things, kind of mixed in almost this very kind of childish-looking anime about adventuring out into the world. So definitely recommend it if you if you have some time, give it a shot because I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised like I was on that one. So yeah, some
1: uh, of those some of those if you cut 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 too short on on just silly little things like, oh this looks kind of kiddish, you end up missing out on it. I mean like like Andrew was mentioning uh uh Chapari Park, um kimono friends. Mm-hmm if you if you if you just stop right there at the oh this looks like it's made for kids you end up missing out on some really really fantastic stories and the those two are in particular excellent examples of that where uh, uh, Kimono Friends while the second season they they handed off the contract to somebody else and and it lost all of its flavor um, that first season it was absolutely fantastic on on just this kind of. What's the world behind the world? Yeah, you get the fun um uh the fun main characters being goofy and 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 try hard in a lot of cases, but when it comes down to it, you have this really cool backstory. Uh Story is very similar where yeah, you have these the the actually where this one really shines is the character moments in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Modern Scramble, the movie series, another one that kind of was started out very low and then kind of dropped off with the sequels. So I'm going to assume it only about 36,000, uh, users on that one. But yeah, basically girl gets killed by this criminal and not just killed. Also some really terrible things happens to her. And then she's kind of revived and she goes on pretty much a, a revenge story against them. So it's really cool in that regard. Um, definitely deserves more attention, uh, al Kent's study, that one was pretty darn cute. It's, it's kind of like the – it's the female take, female writer, female take on almost kind of a pervy character. Like she, Her mind just keeps going in these inappropriate directions even though like this guy that's actually pursuing her is actually a good guy. She just keeps thinking about these perverted things. So it was really fun to kind of see comedically this kind of different perspective of the whole, whole etchy comedy uh, aspect with al Kent's study really did enjoy that one uh, Mitsubishi colors this one hurts me as much as we talked about Mitsubishi colors 79,000 users Uh this one's so incredible it's basically this this group of little kids and they're in like the middle of the town they like have this little base in this park in the in the city and they just go out and have shenanigans and it is absolutely cute and absolutely fun and absolutely hilarious I we had so much fun watching that one it deserves all the attention in the world uh, Nobunaga's Kisurto, I don't, this one doesn't really surprise me too much, because this was during the time when we got Nobunaga sh- shows every single season, like two or three of them, um, but it was one that was definitely stood out from the crowd for me, uh, essentially guy goes into the past, and Nobunaga basically makes him become Nobunaga himself, and he's just this dumb kid that doesn't know really w- what he's doing, but, uh, it was fantastic. This is one that really, really deserved to have a sequel, but... What we did get was pretty darn cool. Onihei, thirty-five.
1: <laughs> not a surprise at all.
0: Doesn't surprise me at all. Very much a period piece. Uh, essentially, the the policing force in this kind of was it would it be not Showa would it pre Showa, uh, seventeen eighty Tin May area. Tin May area, yeah. So very much a period piece, and that's what we really enjoyed about it. Um, but yeah, he's basically placing force and. It kind of a lot of the episodes are really around like something bad happens and they have to investigate it to figure it out. So it's very time period investigative detective work. But it really, really, really solid series. Now wasn't the most best animated. There was some really cool fight scenes though. But Hazo uh, was really incredible. Really did enjoy his character. Uh, was it Omanza was the the thief character? Really loved her story. Yeah, the spy. Some good stuff in there though. Um, I really we didn't really need to watch the uh, OVAS they did for it, but. Yeah. Oshiete Gakko-chan or please tell me Gakko-chan. This one was so good. <laughs> 147,000. But yeah, this one's basically very 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 much so in the pervy uh the main character is like a gadu and then there's like one girl that was like a bookworm girl. Um just yeah, very a lot of very pervy classroom humor kind of stuff. But uh yeah. I <laughs> especially like the one where they were all trying to explain like it like is a sign of how how much they sleep around or something like that. It was like a mall mall analogy or something like that. It was hilarious. The girl just going off about it and not realizing what she's actually implying. <laughs> Some really hilarious moments in that series. Like I said, though, very kind of yeah, very uh, raunchy stuff that they get into, but really fun. Outbreak Company did decently well with almost three hundred thousand, but that needs to have more attention. Uh, really solid a comedy this is one of those ones where i heard somebody review it and i'm like did you even watch the show because you're explaining it very wrong <laughs> but essentially a guy that is an otaku is sent by the government through this portal because they found this portal that leads into another world that's very fantasy and they they essentially send this otaku in there to educate them on their culture using manga because they know he's a, an otaku and they They're hoping that him spreading this otaku culture to this other world will destroy the world and make it to where they can easily take it over. Um, Very interesting in that regard, but yeah, it was it was really really hilarious. This is the one I think Chris watched it and he was like, "You got to watch this." I'm like, "Okay, I'll watch this." (laughs) Uh, See, Planet With this one hurts too. Fifty thousand. Planet With was a good series. Such a good series. And again, I think it's pretty much because of what the cover portrays it as, as being almost kind of very uh, young-focused art style and mecca and stuff. And so I think that's a lot to do with why people didn't check it out. But it did some really incredible stuff, very, very much so. Uh, One of those onion-peeling type of shows, not that you cry, but there's so many layers to the story and the world, and you're slowly kind of unraveling the actual story itself. But... uh, yeah, I cannot tell you enough. Go watch Planet with. Check out our review of it to so get a full explanation of that. But because a lot to t- <laughs> it's a lot to talk about. Uh, Princess Stride, I put in here, fully acknowledging that technically it isn't the greatest story ever, but it was. It had so much good style, and the races themselves were so incredibly animated. Uh, it's one of the few. It's one of the few sports type shows for me that was heavily driven by the fact that the animation was so good is essentially is uh, free running, you know, jumping over obstacles and stuff like that, racing. Um, and some people might find the story and the characters more appealing than I did, but it was, it was a lot to do with the style and everything they did with that one. Uh, punchline 195 needs more. <laughs> we love that one to death. So good guy. Basically dies trying to protect somebody. And then as a ghost, he is trying to stop the, he's trying to stop some situation but in the, end of the world. ever, yeah, essentially in the world. But he's essentially causing it in some regard because every time he sees like something pervy and he his nose bleeds, uh, the world explodes. <laughs> uh, but it gets—it's so, one of those ones where we 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 acknowledge the fact that it's it's a bait and switch. It starts off very pervy, very etchy, but at some point, like was it three or four episodes in? Yeah, it goes crazy cool like this. It, it absolutely flips it, and it just gets really mind bending. And it does some really cool stuff with the with the characters in the world that, the, that it's in. So, really, really a bait and switch.
1: Yeah. Fantastic show.
0: Quality of Code. <laughs> this one has, it was so good in concept. I debated the, uh, putting this on there I as well. I did too, because it technically it got real bad. Especially animation wise. I'm I'm I don't know if I we ever checked in to see if the Blu ray fixed it. I don't even think they did a Blu ray release of it.
1: This is actually the one that we've we we referenced the idea that the, the writer turned around and made a story about um what was it? The, he he basically It's the
0: Snafu writer, yeah. yeah. After they blew the broke this thing, they literally he literally made a show that almost like
1: Points out points why out. the this, this this show failed pretty much. And it, it's 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 a fantastic uh it, it, it is a it, like andrew was saying it's a it's a fantastic concept and it was really um uh i mean we were we were hyping the the fire out of this on our first impressions yeah of,
0: girlish numbers where you made fun of it
1: yeah it, it, all the all the it, it was just an absolute bait of this is what what they they had the 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 singers would do kind of this healing effect and the there was kind of these tanky type characters and and they were all doing this thing to fight against it and then towards the end it was flipping the entire script around where the bad guys weren't may not necessarily be the bad guys and all that stuff and it was really a cool concept but the animation dumped like Garbage towards the end, and it was just hard to watch. Um, it's funny because it's almost like a it's it's a
0: story in itself. Th- like, okay, for those that don't know, again, this is uh, Wataru Watari, and he did Snafu. He wrote Snafu, uh, romantic comedy Snafu, and then, like I said, when Quateria Code came out, it was like, oh, cool, this is something else from this creator, and we were again drawn in by this almost class system to the the fighters as they went out. There was a buff system and everything, and they had to fight together. And they destroyed this thing so badly that when it came time for his next work, which was Girlish Number, it was like we're we're checking this show out, and then suddenly on nowhere, it's almost as if he is pulling he's not pulling any punches. He's actually literally saying, You destroyed my piece of work. The produce it, it has all these segments in Girlish Number where literally the producer and the and the director are laughing about how they're gonna do this, and then the and then the writer comes in and they're like they're literally blowing the writer to shut up, and it's like, oh my gosh, are you really doing this? <laughs> like, <laughs> right.
1: you're like you're literally saying even, you le-
0: screwed up my show, you idiots. It,
1: even even r- remember, I just pointed out the fact that there was singers in the show, and the singers were giving buffs to the characters, and in the in girlish number, he talks about the uh the girls uh where they they were. Um, they were being ado- or being hired in to be singers for their show.
0: <laughs> it 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 really is kind of like a almost like a insight into the industry in a way and, and a very interesting way of looking at it. Now Grillish Number itself, it, it wasn't that great of a show overall, but just seeing almost like I said, his 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 complaints um essentially in there was was very interesting it was almost like a time it is almost like a i almost want to go back and really kind of case study each scene especially in girlish number and see how it applies to that production of quality quality of code and maybe even snafu in some ways yeah. but very very interesting almost a a story within several series that you can kind of see there
1: i want to see um look at um quality of code and uh the original seasons of snafu for what the uh, studio, uh, A1
0: Pictures for Quality Code, and it, it sucks because it's almost one of those things.
1: Uh, brain Space for Snafu. Okay.
0: Well, at least the the first season they changed studios later on. Um, I forget which one it was. Yeah, that's
1: what I was I was thinking. Is I wonder if that's Feel. that's the reason why he switched uh, studios for the ending of uh, Snafu.
0: Now the question is, it, what was it? What was it for Quality Code? Um, A1 Pictures. Now the problem with A1 Pictures is A1 Pictures uh, outsources to a lot of studios. They don't really do much work themselves, so it that doesn't mean that A1 Pictures that's their quality. It's just that they they screwed up in probably outsourcing to somebody they shouldn't have. Um, Diam Media was for girlish number, so not none of them are the same studio. But yeah, like I said, interesting case study. I'd love to kind of dig into that later on. Uh, Recreators did decent. <laughs> a lot more decent than I thought it would, but definitely not enough. That one only did 384, and that is literally one of the greatest anime of all time, in my opinion. I think it is a great series. Essentially, uh, these creations within source materials like anime and light novel, the characters within those worlds are coming into the real world, and they're some of them meet their actual creators and there's a little bit of, you know, tussle about the idea of like, well, why would you have my entire family die? <laughs> but at the same time, there is villains coming into the world as well. And so there is combat and fighting happening in the real time as, again, you have that aspect of creators meeting their creations and the conflicts of of, of what happens there. So it was really a cool concept. And they got some really cool stuff later on with some of the characters having these really kind of – uh weird abilities that end up kind of messing with things so yeah definitely one that i i then you get the i don't think they ever released the physical version i think it was an amazon one was that awesome. a left on amazon one is that another one really
1: i i really loved this show uh like andrew was saying the the idea of the creator uh meeting the creation and then some of the some of the character moments were really heavy of I know you better than you know yourself, and and that the these characters are slowly realizing that maybe not necessarily that um that these these creators hated them, but more along the lines of they they love them, and the reasons that they go through this stuff was for their their own betterment, and in a lot of cases, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. I'm going to skip some of these. Let's see. Um, for these three, four colors, needs to be more tension. It is it is cutesy girls kind of stuff, um, very awkward girls meeting each other and kind of forming bonds with each other. But it was really cute, and it was one of um, uh, Dogokobo's first really where they came on the map for me. Scrap Princess only 83,000. That one hurts me cuz I really did like that one. That's
1: probably a uh, outside of Mount. Yeah, it's thing. a little
0: bit older, but um it was really good. I really did enjoy it. It's basically a girl who was supposed to die. Um this this nation had a prophecy that this 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 girl would be the one that would re- bring ruin, so they were wanting to kill her, but then her her uh two brother or brother and sister end up saving her and they run off together. Uh it gets a little crazy with mecha stuff in later parts, but it had a really
1: Really powerful ending to it, and didn't it? Didn't they end up flipping the script on it uh, without going into spoiler? Yeah, um, I mean, she wasn't actually the ruin of the. No comment though. Mm-hmm.
0: Caught kind of the right answer. <sighs> I should have seen that coming. Ninety-six thousand. That's such a good show. Such a good show. I please go watch my review or listen to my review of it. I I could not stop talking about this series. It 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 managed to pull out this idea of. Essentially, alien technology coming to modern times and the concepts of, like, if if you open this Pandora's box and it changed something about you, would you look at it? Um, and I really did like that aspect of it. It was really cool. Uh, Shonen Maid was really cute. We you know, we enjoyed it. Very much a comedy, feel-good type of show about a, a boy maid. Um, did some really cool stuff that we didn't really see coming uh, Shogun Roku Rakushinjo did not get enough attention. 23, uh, 237,000. Come on, people. This should be up in the millions. This is literally the only one that, like, I'm not happy with just 500,000. This needs to be millions. This is literally in my top five anime of all time. Uh, it hurts. It's such a good show. It is such a good show. And somebody needs to physically release it, please. Uh, basically, again, uh, it's a period piece, show up, period. Uh, Rakugo, which is basically a performance where somebody sits on a stage on their knees and they act out every character of a storyline. And they did an incredible job of actually portraying that. I, I got so mad when I watched Zombieland Saga Season 2 and they had uh, What's Her Face go up there and, and do a Rakugo performance and they didn't show any of it. And I and, and it sucks <laughs> that it's because Shogun Roku, Rakugo Shinja did a good job of portraying every story and doing the entire story that every time I see anybody else do a rock go performance on a show. I'm expecting them to do that, and they don't. <laughs> like I think uh uh Mitsatsu, I think did one, but it's like, what's the por- so. show? It to me. I want to see it. I want to see show again. Rocky Roku, Roku- again. Uh Such an incredible series. Please go watch it.
1: It is. It is one of those that and it, 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 and it's one of those. the The sad thing is, is even if we got five hundred thousand, it would still not be enough. That's what it, I said. Yeah, I want millions. I, mean, I want yeah, millions. <laughs> th- this is. It, if you like drama in any way, shape, or form, you'll probably love this show. It is, uh, people complain about uh, cutesy anime girls all the time. This is not cutesy anime girls. This is a down serious adult ish story. I mean, no matter how you look it's at slice it, it's, of fantastic. Life and it's
0: purest. Drama, slice of life, and its purest. Uh, nice Sidonia, not enough attention. Really did love that. Again, it's Polygon picture CGI. It is one of their earlier works, so a lot of their character models moving around do a little, a little stiff, but the mecha fights and the story and the world, technically universe, uh, is hands down one of the best stories of sci-fi that I've seen enough that I went out and, again, bought the entire manga series that I loved it so much. Uh, slow start, very cute. Girl basically has to... She's six, so she misses a year, and so she feels very left out, and basically re-meeting friends. It's very cute, very well-animated, uh, moe kind of stuff. Uh, Sora Nooto needs more attention, 140. Uh, Sound of the Sky, it's an incredible series, definitely needs more attention. Basically, Girl is a trumpet player and works at this location that's kind of a border town, and so they have to notify whenever there's an invasion or something like that, and it's just their daily shenanigans while you know keeping post at their military location. Seiyu Girls, 45000 That's surprising. <laughs> Not really surprising. It's very niche. Uh, yeah, basically following voice actors in the anime sphere, but they're anime characters. Uh, they had a lot of cameos in that one, if I remember correctly. Yes. They, I think they even had the Dragon uh, Goku uh, voice actor in there as well. Seems right. But uh, really cool little insight into the into the the Seiyu world of anime. So if you're looking for more, like Shirabako... But more of a uh, voice acting role. Of course, sure, Baku got into that as well, but more focused on that. And just the struggles that they go through in order to survive, too, because I mean, starting out, probably not the greatest pay. Uh time travel Shoujo, That was surprised me. Not really surprised me, but is is kind of a reminder as well of like the crap, why why can't it's, it's not that bad? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not great, but it's not that bad. But, but yeah, basically, as a title lead you to believe, it's the scroll that time travels and goes to different time periods and it's 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 kind of an interesting take on you know having a japanese person going to like you know uh different places with different time periods of like uh different inventors but um
1: yeah that, cool that, that that part. that is a lot of it is is because it's quote unquote a history um it feels very history lesson type kind of thing. yeah and it's like yeah, but, but I would love that really. in my history class.
0: <laughs> I would love to watch that show out of my history class. Because it, it it does it's informative. It definitely is. And so, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else I want that surprised me a lot? Uh, Sugimomo doesn't surprise me too much. Very etchy. But this first season was really good animation as well. We were kind of surprised by the animation in the first season of Sugimomo. Uh, second season kind of took a step back on that stuff. But it gets more interesting with the characters with the second season. Um, Ushion Tor surprised me. People go watch Ushion Tor, please. <laughs> Ushion Tor, not the old one. I haven't watched the old one, so I can't speak for that. But the new remake by Mappa, yeah, was so good. It is long, it is a, it is a long series. It is very kind of semi oldish, so uh, shonen type of series, but essentially follows this guy who removes a spear that is holding down this demon from the past that is really powerful, Have and then God. they become friends. Be- Ishiro and Tora, that's the two names of them. And they work together to fight other demons. And it's always this kind of element between the two of them where they they kind of hate each other because like he has a spear that can essentially hurt this demon, so the demon kind of has to do what he wants to tell, uh, says to do. So you can think if he ever gets the spear out of his hand, he's going to kill him. But uh, what was so incredible was that this is one of those shows where it doesn't just drop a big bad guy at the very end of it out of nowhere. This is something that develops the fear and dread of this bad guy throughout the entire series, and it feeds off of fear. And I thought this is, like, one of the only times where I had the big bad at the very end where I'm like, holy crap, it's all been leading up to this. And it was absolutely incredible. So, yeah. Please go watch with (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> please uh wakaba well, girl should do better it's i think that's the one with the the rich girl that's hanging out with the girls and every now and yep. then she'll like bring out something really expensive and it freaks them all out but she just wants to be a normal girl uh it was really cute i really did like that one uh we mentioned before super cub now this is technically something that could increase based on actual viewership once it completes but yeah 59 come on people that's, that's actually doing pretty good 59,000 is not good. It needs well, to be, be it, 400,000 at
1: least. It, well, I'm, I'm going <laughs> off of it's getting started. Yeah, it's one
0: of those things where I wonder, is it, do a lot of people wait until the season ends and goes, okay, I complete this, complete this, complete this. I don't do like a, I'm watching this or here's my next episode. Uh, wonder Egg Priority did really well. It needs to be more. It needs to be a million, please. <laughs> uh, the last episode's coming up here soon, so hopefully that kind of re-sparks people's interest in the series, but I, it's it's literally incredible. It's probably going to end up in my top favorite of all time if it if it nails that ending. Uh, Akadama Drive, ha- that one kind of kind of hurts. 260? But that one's incredible. I, the style... Uh, don't take the first episode as an indication. I think the way they introduce the characters is kind of cheesy. But it does such a good job of having these kind of criminals and the girl that's kind of wrapped up in the whole situation to steal something and then survive. Um... It's really good. It's really good. It's done by the creator of Danganronpa, too. So, the artist and the, the writer. So, uh, Wondering which Elena did surprise me a little bit. It did a lot better than I thought it would. But still, deserves more attention. Definitely Kino's Journey meets Witch. So, suggest that one. Sleeping Princess, really. Sleeping Princess, 123. My Ambulance, really? It was like the one of the greatest... Comedies of all time, right there. Sleepy Princess, please go watch it. It's basically a girl, is a princess, gets captured, taken to the demon castle, and then she literally makes everybody's lives miserable, because she just wants to sleep. (laughs) It's too good. Too good. Uh, ID Invaded kind of surprised me. That deserves more. Oh, there's one. Smile Down the Runway surprised me. That one, I thought, did really well at the time, but apparently not. Uh, Only 89,000 users. Which that hurts really, me. That hurts me a lot. I will say, I kind of wish it was more about the girl than the boy, but the boy's story was good. Essentially, it's about the runway. You know, it's about uh, fashion design, all kind of stuff. And it does. It gets more focused on the boy who does the designing, whereas the girl is the more the model. But um, And it deserves more. It needs, it needs, it needs another season badly, but...
1: Uh, it was really good. Very, really solid. I'm going to toss this out for those of you who like Skip Beat. You're going to love Sm- Smile Down Their Own Way. It scratches that itch very well of a, of pretty much the odds are against the, the, the main characters and how they overcome those. It's not, um, uh, it, it, Skip Beat is more kind of in the line of, um, show uh the the uh pretty boys uh falling in love with the main character this is not doing that it's more the industry side and so you're going to have more of that but both of them kind of, to me feel very very similar in a lot of ways so um take that into consideration but i absolutely love this show and it it, it it's almost a crime that that's not not a, a lot higher but at the same time we said that it was show of so.
0: <laughs> you know what's the worst crime? Twenty two seven only got thirty two thousand. Twenty two seven's <laughs> so good. It's it's it is an idol show and I I think that's probably why I think a lot of the idol shows really do have a hard time kind of standing out from the crowd. I mean I, I think any time a school uh um school live comes out uh, school not school live, um <laughs> school lives you should watch that one. Um my gosh! Why am I blanking on the name? Love Live. Anytime Love Live comes out, I think it gets uh, it gets its fandom. We'll always hit on those ones, but 22.7, I think needs to, it. It it did a lot of incredible things outside of the norm. The whole aspect of the this the place that they were working for and this weird statue that tells them what to do was really cool. And We had a lot of fun kind of theorizing on what was happening, but it had some great character moments as well that I think are are deserving of a, a of a solid watch, especially if you're into idol shows. I think you should watch it. This one hurts even more. If if my favorite pop idol made it to Bud- Budokan, I would die. This was like the best comedy and had so many good, pure moments in it. I I loved that series so much, and it got thirty one thousand users. Please go watch. If my favorite pop idol made it to Budokan, it was so, it was so heartwarming and so funny. I I loved it. It essentially follows the fandom behind idols and the shenanigans behind that. So. And yes, we will mention it over and over again. As of the bookworm, it needs more attention. Only 170 users, 170 thousand users, but it is literally in our top favorite anime of all time right now, uh, easily of the Isekai's, Um girl, basically transported to another world, into a family of a very polished family uh, where you have commoners and nobles, and she's the part of the commoners, doesn't have much money. She actually goes into the body of a girl that we are kind of a, we're theorizing may have been dying. Uh, she's very weak, um, unable to move really most of the time, but, uh, really cool take on the set guy. Yes, it does play a lot on the idea of somebody with knowledge, bringing it into another world and then making profit from it, but it does it so well. It's it doesn't seem like there's a really an easy out for a lot of situations she's in and she does go through a lot of crap. So yes, so good. (laughs) So good. We need a third season like ASAP. Uh, Babylon, I was surprised, 110 Babylon's a really solid uh, series I do suggest it, very kind of uh, Suspense, a lot of cliffhangers Really cool little kind of cop Almost cop uh, detective type stuff But uh, essentially This guy is proposing The freedom of people being able to uh, In their own lives And they're trying to figure out What is the history of this person and, And what they're doing So it's a really cool series I really enjoyed it uh, ten should have been better Really cutesy Cute girls doing cute things um, Girl that is obsessed with cosplaying the, the girls and, and, and taking pictures of them uh, Really incredible last episode uh, My roommate is Cat surprised me That one definitely deserves more attention uh, How clumsy you are Miss Wena. We laughed hilariously at that series It was so good But only 90,000 Please go watch that one It's more on the raunchy side as well Yeah it um is. but it is it is hilarious watching her basically tease this boy that you knows that she likes and then her just being completely embarrassed by it uh very very uh if you're if you're watching um don't don't toy with me, miss Nagatoro, you probably enjoy that one as well probably similar vein uh let's see. Let's look for something else surprising here. We did Kimono Friends. Magic of Stella was pretty decent. Again, cute girls doing cute things. Essentially following game, video game making. It was, it was a surprisingly good series. Uh, Kitaro Yokai Picture Diary. 26000 That's a short. It doesn't take much investment. Please go watch it. It's really cute and sweet at times. Uh, but pretty funny. It's basically a boy that is uh, now the owner of this place. And the place is surrounded by yokai. And this is the random shenanigans with the yokai. Um, there's a toilet looking yokai. <laughs> uh, just to give you an idea of some of the goofy stuff. Let's see. Nari Konkan Koi Roha, 134,000. Please, people, go watch Nari Konkan Koi Roha. It is adorable. I loved it to death. It starts with some body swap stuff. Um, it plays a little bit on, you know, these different uh, things that this, um, this, uh, spirit will give this girl. But then it gets more into like just very heartfelt stuff, relationships, uh, the other world of the spirits themselves, the yokai. It's it's really good. I really did enjoy it. A lot of fantastic character drama moments. Uh, it, it, it may, it's one of the few shows that made me cry. So <laughs> uh, an encouragement to climb deserves more attention. Uh, it's a short about a girl discovering climbing, and it's really really cute. It was all um, of it short?
1: I thought there was some...
0: They Yeah, they increased the length later on, but it started out as a, as a real, real short. I think it went from four to ten or something like that. Um, Gunslinger Girl deserves more attention. 165,000. Please, people, watch Gunslinger Girl. <laughs> I got a request here recently for the second season OP to be on the intro, so you probably heard that earlier. Um, I've marked it down to put it in here, but... It's such a good show. It's essentially the whole idea of militarizing children for use in in, in situations. So essentially this organization will take uh, young girls, train them to be basically assassin and killers with guns, and then they will use them in situations as almost they have controllers which are like the 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 adults that will bring them around everywhere. But you know, you have like this situation where there's a you know, a bad guy somewhere and then suddenly a little girl knocks on the door. They open the door like, who the heck are you? And then suddenly they <laughs> pop out a machine gun and take them all out. Um, but it, it really gets into the mindset, the mental trauma that they have to go through, the almost brainwash that they put the girls through. It, it's really – it's one of those classic shows that just has to be watched. So, And it hurts that they only have 165 users. <laughs> Project Echo only has 15,000. If you're an otaku, like diehard otaku – you have to watch Project Aiko. It is literally the creators were doofball taku's that just wanted to have fun with that series, so they threw everything in there, and it's got a great style to it. Not the most engaging story, but it's just it's it's absurd. It's literally a, absurd. The anime, um, just dumb action, and it's so much fun. Um, I think that's all the uh, one. See the Ultimate Weapons, kind of an out of nowhere. Um that one's kind of an interesting one if you want to check that one out. It's basically a guy whose his girlfriend is basically being used by the government to become an ultimate weapon to save mankind. Um really gets weird. <laughs> it gets pretty tra- tra- tragic at the end too. Uh Area Area Zerem the animation that's kind of a classic for me, kind of like Armitage 3. Um uh, just kind of a one that I grew up with and I really enjoyed it. Basically girl it's a bounty hunter and they get involved with this really powerful bounty that's chasing after her the whole time uh the ones that you put down here that i miss, irumakun yeah, well most of I'm them were, were a lot Irma-kun. higher
1: than i was expecting it but yeah irumakun I, I i i i do i i love irumakun and i think that it should at, at least give it a shot it's 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 it's, it's kind of like we were talking about with the other shows earlier where it's it's so out of the norm of a show that you would normally watch that it, it's it's kind of refreshing in a way and and see his hijinks as he goes through school is it, is just kind of fun.
0: Yeah, welcome to Demon School, Eric McQueen. I think it's full title. Um. Another one I would probably say surprise. It, let's make a mug too. Is probably in the same vein as Super Cub, where it's just it's still airing, so it probably will hopefully, hopefully increase.
1: Yeah, that one. That one is one of those that I kind of wish would get a little bit more attention on it because it is it is one of those slice of life, just just cute girls doing cute things, and it has some absolutely fantastic drama moments in there.
0: But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, you put in their laid-back camp, which that one surprised me, too. I I, I mean, 347,000 is, is high, but I, again, figured because of how much Crunchyroll was hitting on it that it would have gotten really higher. Interview with Monster Girls kind of surprised me. I thought that kind of had a little bit of a fandom when it was coming out. A lot of people were paying attention to it because it had a really great art. It had Fangirl. <laughs> so there was a little bit of a, a fandom behind the Moe nature of the girls and how cute they are and... Uh, it was a cool take on the whole monster aspect where normally it's you know the the monster doc- girl doctor and that kind of stuff where it gets more kind of pervy and into the the more i guess uh raunchy aspects of like well, how does a harpy give birth and and where's this aspect to a, a Lamia This one was more kind of like to the character dramas of high schoolers that are monster girls and what they have to deal with on a daily yeah. basis and it was really it had a lot of heart in that regard. So. Yeah, it
1: didn't, it didn't really, um, do the whole, uh, fetishizing it. Just, yeah. it just, this is life involved with monster girls. And I'll let you have your
0: last one here too, because Yatterman Knights was 29,000. Yeah. Chris, I'm sorry. You love Natterman Knights, but nobody else respected it.
1: <laughs> Yatterman Knights is, it is an, another one kind of like with the Gachamon crowds and all that. It was kind of a rebootish, ish, ish because it is, ta- it is. Uh, a lot of nods to the old Yatterman uh series but it's taking it and refreshing it and making it kind of more uh newer school and it was so fantastic i really really loved it and i i think it's absolutely criminal that it got like 20 got 29000 it was a fantastic show i had thought World about that conquest that's yes, the best of it but I, I, I actually that. <laughs> that was doing pretty good
0: 122 is pretty good yeah I, this is another one that kind of dropped down towards the later parts but it had a great concept to it with with uh, world conquest Vesta plot it was kind of like this whole idea of the 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 lolly conqueror that wants to take over the world and this is the stupidest crap that they get into mm-hmm.
1: um and she Which was a great that's character. that's what yatterman knights is kind of doing as well just just to throw it out there for everybody yeah yeah
0: but they, they did a kind of an interesting thing with it. I mean, I'm not a huge Yatterman fan or anything, but I, I kind of get the concepts behind it. And it, it did technically do a twist on it, uh, on the whole Yatterman thing. So um, that was kind of interesting for like big fans of Yatterman or maybe just sub fans or minor fans of Yatterman or people that just know the concept to it might find it interesting how they managed to kind of twist things around with the the Yatterman universe with Yatterman Knights. So kind of like the good guys becoming the bad guys at the very beginning which mm-hmm. kind of slowly uncovers towards the later parts. Yeah. We somehow got through that. I know I kind of skipped quite a bit of it, but we were, again, like I said, <laughs> getting pretty long, so I didn't want to spend too much time on all this stuff. Oh, magical circle. Good, good. We love that series. If you're a big RPG fan, you should watch that one. That yeah, absolutely. Attention. The newer one did a lot better with the anime, and it does have an old style to it, which it definitely has its own charm. So kind of had a Katan needed more attention. That one was really cute. Kind of, again, more yokai, uh, spa, hotel kind of place. Or hot tub. Whatever. thingy. <laughs> um Tari surprised me. Tari Tati surprised me. Tari Tati was another PA Works title that um, should have done better than it did. Space Battleship Terminus. if you're a fan of Gundam, you should definitely be checking out that series. It basically makes fun of all Gundam shows and yes, Mecha shows.
1: It takes Gundam and says, "We're going to destroy it." <laughs> <It's>
0: so absurd. <laughs> I like this goofy stuff about like you know eating inside of a spacecraft and stuff like that. The difficulties that you face—it's so dumb.
1: Had an absolute make fun of. Um, what's his face? The the main guy with and the, the mask. hair. The hair. The hair. He's obsessed with the hair. Oh, my gosh.
0: It's coming back to me now. Uh, I guess that's... Yeah, I think I'll leave it at that. We had a lot of them. I hope you guys at least found one, if not 100 different titles to put onto your watch list. And I hope we were able to portray what was good about them and what you should be checking out with them for. And hopefully people get some good ideas for watching. Go watch Gunslinger Girl. Go watch uh, go watch Shogun Roku Raku Shinju. Go watch uh, Hanasaki Roha, please. Uh, Mitsubishi Kazu go watch that one, too. Uh, what was in my other w- list here? Yeah, again, Death Parade surprised the heck out of me. And Dorado. We thought that was going to die on Amazon. I'm surprised that did so well. Uh, Grimgar Fantasy and Ash. I'm, I'm happy that that did as well as it did. I, I know that it had a lot of negativity behind it, even still, but I'm just glad people checked it out. It, it, people can form their own opinions on stuff. I'm just glad people checked it out. Katana Katari surprised me as well. That one, I guess that was technically at the height of piracy technically at the time so people were able to access it oh uh, yeah disaster's life is psychicated well too need to watch the sequels anyways stop <laughs> stop that is our fun little list of kind of checking out titles that normally won't don't get on the top favorite of all time even though i did put some in there that were in my top of all time but just titles that people may have missed and should definitely check out. And if you did check it out and you're like, well, why is that in the list? Then go to my anime list and put on your stupid list. <laughs> so that doesn't have that problem no more. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, hopefully this is a helpful podcast. That's always what we're kind of out to do is tell people about anime. But uh, as always, you can check us out at Takaspirit.com. Go to the link at the top there. Uh, let's go to the forums. Check out the community there. All the other social media links, including uh, YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Check us out. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, and you all take care. Oos.